1: reach new career heights with university of maryland's robert h smith school of business flexible mba and ms options gmat and gre not required learn more at go.umd.edu slash smith school university of maryland smith school of business inspired fearless unstoppable
2: all right welcome into on my block podcast with myself amon green and my good friend and former teammate mike wall mike how you doing What's up, what I'm doing very good. So it's January 3rd, 2022. So the day after the Vikings come into Lambeau Field, where it was like very cold, basically. <laughs> it was 10 <laughs> degrees, Mike. It was those games that we knew when we played Tampa, Miami, or any team from the South was like just we had this is we got one thing up on them. You know they don't play in this, they don't live in this. So it was 10 degrees at kickoff. I think it was a little bit colder. You know, close to zero by the end of the game. So the Packers clinch. That number one seed because they clinched playoff birth, won the division I think a week ago, so they get that number one seed playoff birth or yeah uh, playoff birth, and then has that first round bye. that is only for them now since it's a seventeen game season now, eighteen week season, you know, in itself. So they get that bye week well earned, and uh, now now, you know they they got one more team to play, which is the Lions. They got to go to Detroit, and uh, this is a game I say that both this game and last game obviously being divisional games. And now Detroit game is still like for me as a coach. I was talking this about this. Um Marco was in the in the in the room um last night and we we're talking about playoff scenarios and bye week stuff and how we look at his as players. And I'm like, look, I'm doing Bill Belichick and style, like y'all playing. Don't ask me if y'all yeah. sitting out. We, we're not sitting the whole defense, we're not sitting the whole offense, or we're not sitting guys on But sp- No, everybody's playing to stay. In rhythm, um, because these games are still, <clears throat> there's still games to play that actually get you better and get you, keep you, I say, keep you in flow going into the playoffs.
3: Yeah, for sure. And the problem is, too, even like last night, you showed them, like the, the Minnesota Vikings have been, a, I put rival in quotes underneath on the banner
2: because, <laughs> right,
3: like they, and they've had a good year as far as they're, they're keeping the games close, they're competitive, they're a competitive team. But that was not a competitive game nah. at all. You can tell that. I mean, they've got guys uh, playing up front on both sides of the ball. And you're just kind of like, man, there's, they are not going to have a lot of success with the, with the people you have in place right now. Obviously, they're missing their starting quarterback. I like the way that other guy played, but you can see like from the, the like his windup alone, like it's going to be a long night for the Minnesota Vikings. And even though we're playing the Detroit Lions next next week, as you look mm-hmm. forward, right? At least they're a competitive team. They're a physical team. And as a player, you always you're trying to weigh that risk reward. Like we like you and I like to play football. So yeah, if they, if they're going to give us the option to play or not to play, it's a regular season game. It counts. Like I want to get my I want to keep my starting streak. Whatever you know, yep. whatever those reasons are. Exactly. You know, now you have a 17 game season, so your stats look a little different, right? We haven't even really talked about should we even be counting 17 week stat, stats versus 16 week stats. But the fact that we are, yeah. there's going to be more 5,000-yard passers, more 2,000-yard rushers as time goes on here, right? Those things are all going to be broken. Mm-hmm. But those are still those are still places where, as a running back. I know you want to get, hey, if I'm close to 1,500 yards, I got an extra game to do it, or 2,000 yards, actually. I'm trying to get Damn easy. right I'm going to go play. I'm trying to of get those yards. Yeah. yeah, that goes in the record books. Like, we, we know that goes in for the, for the rest of your career. So there's the rhythm part of it, and then there's just the competitive part. You want to go out and compete for sure.
2: Yeah, you know, it was just – and you said, you know, not much of a game. You know, I'm early – I I didn't in the week. find out till Kirk Cousins wasn't in the game. I think it was till Saturday night. I was like, what? He's one of the (laughs) quarterbacks that's, like, not vaccinated too, right? Right. (laughs) And then his backup – yeah, oh, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, And then his backup was was Sean and Mannion. I don't know how to say his last name correctly. I was just like, where is this dude from? (laughs) I was like, I didn't even know their Minnesota backup. Like, I knew they they had the rookie Mun. Um, but I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be rough. And you saw that because, Minion, you know, Manny and this his timing, you know, wasn't quite there, you know. And, I, and obviously, that's that's just something, you know, as you know, when you when you in reps, getting reps, you know where you're going to go with the ball. And Kurt, at, at this point in the season, knows that. Like, he knows his first, second, third reads, obviously, in his progression. But then you get a guy who basically is fresh off the bench, hasn't had a regular season snap, maybe one or two in the early part of the year, something like that. But at the, you know, first touchdown throw in his whole career to uh, KJ Osborne. Shout out to him, by the way. And I'll, I'll I'll go into that more on that later. But yeah, it's just that's where you saw, and I was like, yeah, this is not. I hope it's competitive. They got a solid defense. They got good leaders on defense: Harrison Smith and Anthony Barr and Kendrick's. You know, what I mean? <laughs> even like you mentioned, and Kendrick is kind of kind of laughing this thing off because he kind of knew offensively. Because I mean, you even look at you know, we're gonna look at teams around the league later on. Is you look at the Chicago game. You know their defense played amazing because mm-hmm. obviously they, they they got something going on offensively. As long as you got somebody on the other side of the field scoring points to keep the defense belief. Yeah, good. belief goes a long ways, right? And they exactly. talk about the
3: and you talk about the quarterbacks. Like this is a thing that's <clears throat> always perplexing to me. You put in a backup quarterback, and I Kirk we thought, we can debate whether or not we think Kirk Guzzins is a bona fide elite level guy. Or <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, we, can, yeah, yeah, we can go and back and, and forth forever. Yeah, but right. the guy's good but you do have you have Kellumon right so he's and he's a he's a project guy mm-hmm. this would have been a perfect time to start him because it's it looked like at least externally like you changed the offense anyways yeah. To you simplified something because that sure gotcha. as hell didn't look like what they've been running the entire year like he's not throwing he's not he's not he's not giving guys opportunities to make plays at all so no. it looks like you condensed the offense anyways they've been in the same room for 16 weeks like they're learning the same plays that's why I never understand. If you like, if, if you don't have a guy that can come in and not play like Kirk Cousins, not play like Aaron Rodgers, but if you have to condense the playbook that much, and the guy has played in the NFL before,
2: right? Yeah.
3: Then some, there's like there. That's a dislocation to me. Like you're either you have a bad, you're doing a bad job of coaching, or you shouldn't yeah. have that guy in the field. I can see if you bring the rookie in and change it. Jordan Love comes in this 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 week, and again yep. the drop off between Aaron and everybody else, much less Jordan Love is. Is monumental, and so, but he doesn't have any game experience, so you can kind of play it out that way, and that makes sense. But having a guy that's played in the NFL before and been around, you just go, yeah, it's kind of a palms up deal
2: for me. Yeah, it's palms up where you're trying to figure out what exactly you know they're doing, you know, what what are they doing to help this guy now that doesn't have a ton of experience um, get the ball downfield for your offense to try to score points. But so on the other side of the ball, we know Aaron and a guy by the name of Devontae Adams have been. Mm -hmm. Breaking records and just doing stuff that well, I know. I you know I know you're a football. fan. You've been a football fan since you were a kid like myself. So watching guys like Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, you know, connect and make it look so easy. And just the the throw placements, the way that you know that he's going for the ball or showing late hands where he's not giving up the, to the DB that the ball's about to drop in the hole in, in the pocket, and just doing things. Route running, Rice. Like They're gonna have a second touchdown catch up the middle. It was five wide spread. And if I'm a corner, and I'm got DB, you know, I, and I mean I, I'm a head up on uh, Devontae, just out of pride, I don't care what's called. We're on a five yard line. I'm getting in your face. I'm like I'm gonna I'm get a yeah. PI before I just let you come off the line free, do two steps and then a stair step to de- get vertical up the middle of the field to c- catch an easy untouched. You know, I say I say, was it uh, unencountered, unimpending? I ain't touch you, touchdown. It's like, come on. So, so that connection between them is just now getting to, like you mentioned, just other levels of uh, production for that, for the Packers offense.
3: Yeah, they just came <clears they throat> into, into space so well. And you, he's getting some – he's getting easy 5-7 pickup yards on the on the wide receiver screens. He's, now it looks like he's getting like three, four of those a game. That touchdown, like you mentioned, they're on this they, – they got trips left. They run the smash on the outside. They carry the linebacker with the vertical – uh, up the seam, and then they, he just runs kind of a, a staggered chair route or a staggered high, uh, uh, high post. And it's it's just so – it really is. It's like taking candy from a baby. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that the Minnesota Vikings are a competitive football team in Correct. the NFL, but right. they're no just – they're doing stuff. He had three he had three back shoulder throws that I don't know who else throws them in the league at all, even throws the ball. Mm-hmm. But guys are there's – no, there's nobody else in the league who's making three of those three connections. It just doesn't happen. And he's right. doing it just over and over and over. And, and a couple of them, it's almost like, it's almost like a dance, right? The way that it it's is. just so, he just reaches, he's running, reaches around, tucks the ball before he even hits the ground again, spins all our, It's, it's too easy. And I just, again, the one thing that we can kind of point to from the, like the takeaway from this game is they're, they're playing at an extremely high level right now. Yep. Um, there's some still some challenges across the board. And you just want to make sure that you come into this thing like you feel like you're really battle tested, and so at least the Lions, I guess, coming up next, are a division rival. So I don't, we don't know what the Packers are going to do. Devontae Adams said yesterday he wants to play, so right. you, you know, hope that means that they're all, they're all playing. Um, but you know, they play hard. You know, we're going to get tested, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I never, you, you and I never worry about the injuries, right? Like nope. that's just, it's if you worry about the injuries, someone's going to get hurt. So exactly. it doesn't, it just, you got to, you got to play it out. You control what you can
1: control.
2: Yeah. It's it's just one of them things that's going to happen, you know? And uh, like you said, the Packers kind of living in their own reality, you know, like you said, you want to make sure. So hopefully I say from a football standpoint that the Vikings, I mean, not the Vikings, the Lions next week, they're, they're going to come in here. Look, you know, regardless of where we're at, we're Gonna to try to rain on y'all parade. You know, let's play football for four quarters, um, and just see where we match up, you know, come the end of the game because obviously we know where we're going after this when the game's over. The Lions know that, and then the Packers also know where they're going. They got a bye week to get ready for whoever will be the winner of um maybe the Dallas, Arizona, or some other NFC um, matchup in the first round of playoffs. So yeah, that's, that's kind the, of where they're at right now. Like you said, being battle-ready, just gotta have make sure everything is still flowing. Um, yeah, they're
3: they're just doing such a good job of of running plays. Like, there's you have your stars, and uh, let's just let's just call Lazard a big play guy. MVS can be a big play guy, yep. right? We're, we obviously have two backs, and we'll get into this like the Pro Bowl stuff later. But like, we have two backs that can be Pro Bowl players. Honestly, they're they're both inc- they're almost like they're eating each other's food a little bit, right? They're, yeah, because they're, they're 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 cannibalizing each other's numbers because they're both just playing such a high level. But the way that Rodgers plays the scheme, the understanding that he has before the snap, the way the plays are being called in. Like they ran a they run a tight end screen to uh, DeGuara, mm-hmm. and you're almost like, what the hell are you even running that for? Like he's, it, it was going to be a five yard. I'm not saying anything bad. It's it's I'm actually saying it's a really good thing, right? Because you have to just it, what are you doing? You're just keeping them honest. It's just yeah. another thing that that the defense has to worry about. Right next week, it's just another thing you have to worry about. You got the wide receiver screens. You got, you know, you're giving the ball to a 2150 running uh, back in the flat. You know, he gets right. all three times. Uh, two on the wheel route, one one on just like a flat trail. Yeah, he's getting those balls. He's not going to necessarily get 10 yards. It's not going to be a touchdown, right? But it's just yeah. distributing the ball. It's keeping everybody in rhythm and it's making keeping the defense honest. And I think that's kind of an an unheralded thing for Matt Lafleur and and and, and uh, Hackett everybody putting together this offense is they do such a good job of distributing the ball. Yeah. Devontae Adams is getting 10 plus yards for a hundred, 10 plus catches for a hundred plus yards and touchdowns every week, but everybody else is making plays too. And you know, that's, that's where for me, looking at it from a big picture standpoint, that's going to be sustainable in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, it is because like, I mean, another formation is the two wide receivers set where Devontae's the slot and he's doing a quick screen, which is basically another run play. You know, he got two receivers going out to block once he catches the ball and he's just picking up five, three to five yards. And it's just to make sure to keep the defense on the stove, defensive coordinators, keeping the DBs, the linebackers aware, be like, you know what? Cause if you don't, we might torch you for a deep play, you know, a big chunk play. And that's what a defense doesn't want, especially in the playoffs. You know, when you have those chunk plays 20, 30 yards at a time because you're not paying attention because of the formation, it's a little different. They have a different personnel, you know, instead of having, um, The Warrior at tight end, they got Aaron Jones there, and then he runs straight to the flat. It's just a long handoff, basically. So it's like, it's making them pay attention for four quarters of a game right there. And so then you flip it to the defensive side of the ball. And it's something I agree with you here is just the, I'm, you know, seeing, I mean, knowing, you know, or seeing what Minnesota did with Devontae on that one touchdown and some of the other routes, they were in kind of soft coverage in red zone. Packers, too, are sitting in that coverage, too, where I'm like, what's the mindset here? You know what are right. you trying to do to an offense by telling them you know what we're gonna say kind of off your guys and I'm gonna, we gonna do this I don't know it's, 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 yeah, that's kind of why I'm seeing it from my. Adam, point
3: you don't have Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen's not playing. You know you you have a you're in cold weather. They have they've 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 put a lot of draft capital into their starting offensive line. Yeah, they have Dalvin Cook. Right. You basically yep. have Jefferson outside at this point. I know they're to make some plays last night, but that's kind of a function of the, of what we're running defensively more than anything else.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: And so I always, I just keep looking at this it's like the soft shell coverage that we just keep working. Like not, not because again, what do you need to have soft shell coverage and you'll be able to get home with four, which we can, Yeah. but then you have to have, you know, guys that are tackling in the backfield. Amos does a good job. Savage, again last night, he still has problems with the ge- – we just call it geometry of the field or geometry of the Yeah, court. he's, so he's, he's history, having
2: right? tracking issues He's because he yeah. had the one tight end he missed in the end zone on the score for the Browns last week.
3: He doesn't understand the geometry of the field as well as maybe you need to if you're going to play guys deep all the time, right? And yep. I just – again, we're, we're now kind of projecting because we think Super Bowl or bust, and you're going to get that – you're going to get home games – and you start thinking, okay, if Tom Brady comes in here, is that going to be a problem? That 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 our safety playing two shell deep deep zone doesn't understand the geometry of the field. Like, is that going to be Correct. an issue? Of Stafford, is that going to be an issue? You start go, yeah, it's going to be yes, a problem. That's going
2: to be right because <laughs> so, those quarterbacks will see the problem. They'll see what we're seeing. Like, wait a minute, I could get away with this here. And it was <clears throat> it was really
3: telling like yesterday even and they, listen to they, it what did they score three points 10 points something like that. they scored 10, 10 points they total they scored 10 yeah. points total so they score 10 it's it, and it's it's all garbage points at that so we can only be we can only be so critical when you when you play that well I, we just kind of look at this right from a projection standpoint and go okay like they're leaving <laughs> They're spending all that drive. The I mean, Minnesota Vikings just got to be, you know, Paul, I don't know if, if they're keeping their coach or not. Who knows what's happening. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound right. good. But, but you just start going like, dude, you guys are, you have a a, a new quarterback in So You're going to run quicker routes, I guess. But then you're keeping your tight end or your running back in to block Gary or Preston Smith for most of the game. They keep him in for at least one of the guys for most of the game. By the way, both of those guys are, I think, first-round picks. Or, you know, maybe the right tackle is a second-round pick, but he's yeah. a team captain. He He's the second highest paid or highest paid right tackle in the league. You start going like, I don't understand. I, conceptually, I just don't understand what's going on at all. Right? Because if you're going to leave that guy in, you think you'd be throwing the ball down the field a little bit more. It was right. just, it was a, it was was kind of a nuts game. But just looking at the Packers from a defensive standpoint, they spent a lot of time doubling Kenny Clark. Um, Rashad yeah. and Preston got home. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Vander Campbell's everywhere like he always is. Chris Barnes everywhere like he always is. And really, it just comes down to you start talking about secondary play because – Looking forward, OBJ's playing really well in St. Louis. I mean, excuse me, LA. Yeah. Jesus. Not yeah. in, in Los Angeles. Right. Cooper Cup's gonna be the triple crown winner for the first time in forever. That's right. Crazy. I know Antonio Brown's out, but they got they still got Mike Evans, they still got Gronk. They're gonna pick up another one, you know, they're gonna pick up another player. Dallas right. still has weapons. Antonio Brown might end up in Dallas. They might have three wide receivers now. You never right. know. It's Jerry's world, right? Yes. So you've got guys that might come in that have weapons, and that's always going to be the concern because I don't know against. You know, I'm just kind of again looking at. You can get home with four on the Rams. You're probably yeah. not getting home with four on the Bucks to get nope. rid of to get in Tom Brady's face, and you're probably not getting home with four uh, on the Cowboys and getting yeah. in Tom Brady's face as long as they're you know Tryon Smith and and Zach and all those guys are healthy. Probably yeah. not getting home. So. Now it's like we got to hold up a little bit longer. The rush is going to take longer. It's just stuff you think about.
2: Yeah, you got to think about that stuff because obviously you want to get the quarterback off his spot. You want to make that pressure. You know, if it's uh, just pressures, get uh, sacks because then those those pressure sacks turn the things turn into things when you, you when you apply it the proper way. So explain this one to me. A lot of empty success out there that uh yeah i hope is not a trend so help me out with that one
3: yeah so the only the only thing i was saying there really was that i saw we went a lot of
2: empty right especially earlier in the game so empty formation that's what i thought yeah, you were yeah. referring to yeah okay. yeah we went a
3: lot of empty and it's you know it's interesting and you start watching the film and like you can actually kind of start, when we're not in empty when we're in single back and shotgun yep. Mm-hmm. You can kind of you can tell just by the way Aaron lines up if it's a runner if it's a runner or pass. Yeah, right. The way he lines up with, with respect to the uh, with the running a, back, like I, running back. you start looking at stuff, you're like, wait a second, man. He's always like two yards back, and he starts walking up before the snap when he's gonna hand the ball off. You're like wait, a second I didn't even realize we were doing this, you
2: know. But the, <laughs> right, but, you're giving away em- uh, little niches. Little, little but tell-tales. we, uh,
3: but with with the empty stuff, listen. Aaron can throw the ball every single play. We probably win most of most of the games, right? I just always get as a lineman and just seeing who we have up front.
2: You don't want to. You don't want to do that today. Sometimes,
3: sometimes when you when you're playing against a bunch of we call them meat puppets back in the day, right? Like guys, you can just get both hands locked in every time. That's what the Minnesota Vikings are oh, on defense line right now. Yeah. All it. meat puppets. So you have all this success and it's these meat puppets, and then you bring some 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 dogs in. It's like right. hey, that. it just. We've seen this before. We've seen this trend before in in like NFC Championship games last year, where like you can't play that kind of style of game against those kind of players. So Mm -mm. that's all I meant by
2: that. Got you. Yeah, yeah. Because the empty formations, obviously, is a passing situation. It could be two minute, um, but yeah, you you don't want to consistently, you know, stick. I say you want to make sure that you're throwing it in, kind of if you're doing it as the game plan, like we were doing, talking about with the the screen plays to the tight ends. It's something like that because something to live on that's not good for the linemen because they're hit, you know, kick stepping back and forth and that's not good to have your diamond going backwards majority of the game, which there's something now, there's something that they, uh, Matt and uh, I said, Nathaniel Hager are not doing, but yeah, every now and then you see that, you know, so they're, they're They're, they're doing,
3: they're doing a fantastic job. And you you played, you played to the team and it's kind of, you know, it's our job as people who who are commenting on it to just kind of, again, project what these playoffs might look like and, and we've just kind of seen that before historically. Is like you skip to this, this habit of doing empty formations and start trying to sling the ball around in the playoffs. It's problematic, right? Yeah, it's problematic.
2: Yep, tip balls, all the deflections. We've seen them, you know, throughout the time. But then flip it over to uh, special teams for the Packers. Um, I say a little bit of a silver lining here. You know, mm-hmm. we got the ball. You got a penalty. You got to go, you know, a defender. Running into the return guy, but then the return guy himself, David Moore, having a, a pretty good day—three, uh, three returns for thirty-three yards. So that's something I say, moving into the playoffs, him. right? You take that, and you want yeah. that because playoffs—you never know. You know, you never know. He could be that guy to get the field position, or even get a punt return or a kickoff return in the in the end. So, um, but, so yeah, big shout out to my man KJ Osborne. So I met this kid. So his uh godfather was in the army with one of my brothers, Mike, and uh, oh, wow. he was. He was the head chef, and so my brother worked for him while they were on ba- their base up in. Uh, there was up in St. Uh, Louis, uh, St. St. Saint, Saint Louis McCord, up in Seattle, mm-hmm. up in Tacoma area, and so yeah, he met me when I was like five or six years old, and now you know, growing up, his godson and his son, they said to them one, you know, to him one day to Steve said, "Hey, we we want to play in the NFL," you know, and Steve was like, "Oh, I know a guy that just retired." Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Yes, well, and I met them. They had come to some of our games, especially because they live in Detroit area. So when mm-hmm. we played in, you know, during our our days, when we go out there, they came to our games. And, and so they, but it was funny. They were always, they were, they were diehard Detroit fans at that time. So it was just, it was always rough to know me and to do what we did to the Lions when we would go out there. They come to us. So that was, that was kind of our fun little batter. But uh, now, shout out to KJ because I've been knowing him, like I said, since, since a kid and he's been grinding. I remember. You know, him coming here every, it was three summers in a row they came here, uh, him and uh, was KJ and EJ, they came and I worked them out. It was just like boot camp training, you know, how you train a kid for anything, for football, for, for, for baseball, basketball. I'll like, say, hey, we wake up early, our day could be done by noon. And, you know, he was, I could tell right away the first couple of days that he had that extra switch that, you know, he flipped it and was like, this is what I want to do. I want to get to that level. He did. He went through, uh, he did did really good high school football in the Detroit area. Then he went to the University of Buffalo. No, he went to IMG Academy down in Florida for about a year or two. Yep. He got a scholarship down there. That's where, you know, that's where his talent went and his grades. He had a 4.0 GPA, graduated high school. Then he went to the University of Buffalo, did his first initial four. Then he graduated early and he went through the transfer portal when it first came around and was able to transfer down to Miami to get, you know, be at a D1 school to actually get some notoriety, come be on that roster. And he had, he did, oh you know, team, you know, Miami wasn't great at the time, but he did okay. He had about 500 yards that one year there, which is, you know, being a Miami wide receiver is somewhere scouts is going to come down to him and be watching. So shout out to him. Yeah, he actually gave me his jersey too. I was like, oh, sweet. I was like, thank you. Appreciate it. Isn't, isn't it
3: great to see guys who don't have like the traditional path Right, you know, yep. and, and listen, like, nobody's complaining. The kid got a scholarship to IMG, like right For people who don't know, I think it's like eighty grand a year to go there. Yeah, so he earned like, that it's, though. It's, I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal, right? Yep. Uh, but then you go to University of Buffalo, you you play out your time, you develop, right? You develop physically, emotionally, cognitively, everything. Yep. And you get that one shot, and now you end up you're catching TDs on, on Saturday Night Football, man. That's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, it's awesome, man. So yeah, he a uh, special kid to me and to his family. Once he one one touchdown, a nice one handed grab. They're on the sidelines, you know, trying to do what he could on that team. He kind of knew the situation. I met him out, met him. You know, we went out to dinner the night before, so he kind of knew their whole playoff scenario, you know, talking like we talk, say, so, hey, we got to do this. We got to just worry about this game and then find out what happened next after that. But now for the play for the playoffs, for, mm-hmm. for the Packers coming up, so what are some of these questions? I know it's a few questions that uh, we ask ourselves. As players, I'll let you start it off, Mike.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the I think the first thing is just where where are we are at health wise, and yeah. if those guys come back, whether it's Alexander, whether it's Smith, whether it's Bakhtiari, whether it's you know Myers, right? mm-hmm. are are we comfortable now? This is why that Detroit game is kind of pivotal, right? Because yes, if we is. can get guys back, and they can get that game in, then they're not just walking in on. Eight weeks off. Rusty. By very week. rusty. Yeah, it's just – it's that's really – that's a tough ask. And I think the guys I just mentioned, maybe minus Myers, have the experience to be okay. But you would rather knock the, the rust off here, even if it takes – even if you take an L. Like, you'd rather knock the rust off yeah. in Detroit, get that game speed going, and then just feel really good about being in the playoffs. Because we know, even though these guys are playing well, even though they have the best uh, – uh, regular season record we do know that they play in a very very poor division this this year mm-hmm. we like we do know that there's other teams that are that are very very capable of coming up here and the four people i just mentioned would make this team uh noticeably better on both sides of the ball so you know just where are we at with these injuries are these guys going to get a chance to to uh right. knock, the, knock the rust yeah. off a little bit in this, next in week or going to or and and then if they don't then the you know it's like um, I got a guy that came off the COVID list on Friday, but the team was like you know or for Saturday, but they're like you know we're just going to shut you down because he you know yeah. he, he kind of had depleted him physically, and so you just maybe these coaches okay Alexander are we going to start you again? Or are you going to rotate back in Z Smith probably not going to start, but we can put in those those third down packages right? Bakhtiari right. you've got to put him in immediately because he's he's the he's the best he's the best we got. He maybe me the best in the
2: league. Yeah he may yeah exactly, and he's a, he's a guy that you want to find out oh man we had to knock Rust off in that last week against the Lions. We had a Lions
3: situation AG I don't know if you remember this, but you know, Gray Rugamer who mm-hmm. Gray was uh Gray is the, the player engagement guy now. Yeah. But yeah, Gray yeah. was our Gray was one of our backup centers. Mike Flanagan Long was our guard. starter and yep. then um and then Scotty Wells was a rookie. Yep.
2: All right that right going
3: in yep. and we were going into the playoffs and you know we thought we had a good team. We ended up not doing very well but I remember there was this big debate because Mike got hurt and and Flanagan was one of the best centers in the league. Mike got hurt and there was this huge debate on whether to play gray who had experience and had had success, um, but was not a, it was not a starter in the NFL, like did not have, had not had that role up to that point Correct. or or Scottie Wells, who I think had the potential to be a, a, Which we a know much, now. much higher ceiling, Correct. but didn't have as much experience. And I know the coaches were going back and forth. I remember Sherman, I think that's, that was one of those deals where, that's actually one of the stories where like Sherm lost me. That's probably one of the, like, when you start thinking about like why you end up leaving, like, yeah, Sherm <laughs> <Sherman laughs> hit me with some, Sure. Sherman, I had a conversation about that situation and it didn't go very well, but uh, or not very well. But like there's there's some kind of accusations made that I wasn't I didn't feel good about. But anyway, right. it, it's just funny how those things happen. Right. You have to make those uh, you have to make those uh, decisions as a coaching staff on what's the best interest for
2: the team. And it, it's not transparent. I mean, it's not it's right. very murky. It's very, it's very, it's very murky. And, and I kind of know what you're referring to, because I know Coach Sherman was a guy that out thunk himself sometimes. Basically, he way overthought things and said instead of looking at something you say, oh, it's right there in front of me. You know, to me, without going into detail, because I tell you, you know, I could tell you were avoiding that, I'll just say this. Scotty Z- Scotty Wells would have been my pick right away. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Gray, nothing against him and his experience. I just knew from the back end what I learned later. And obviously, what I saw with Scotty early in my career, me and Marco was talking about this last night in a locker room. I mean last night in the suite. <clears throat> how when we would tape, I mean, right before practice, we are getting ankles taped uh, with Flea, and I could see Scotty coming in from the old lineman room, and he'd be red, his old head be red. I'm like, what's up, angry man? Because he looked like he was angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's like, come on. Like the first time when he did it, I'm getting my ankles taped by Flea, he's like, "A on. Why you didn't tell me that these guys were so brutal in this lineman room? No. I said, bro. I said, so- they do it." I said, "They, That's them. I said you better you I said you better suck it up and you can't let them see you sweat because the more they let you you crack, they're gonna keep put cracking, they're gonna keep chipping away at you. Mike, Mike, Marco, Mark, and Chad. I said, I said the ones you gotta worry about is, is Mike, Markle, and uh, Mike Flanagan, you, Mike Wall, <laughs> and Mark Rovere. Those are the three you really gotta worry about. Mark Tauscher and Chad, they still young. Those, but the, those those them first three, them the ones that from either a verbal. Or they could get physical to you with you, <laughs> with, you too. You better have your your you better have everything in line and confidence about yourself because they well, will. Scottie, so out. those those that don't
3: know, Scotty was like four time high school and national wrestling champ. Yeah, like Scotty yes.
2: Scotty would have mopped all of us. He was, right? Yeah, he that, was a but, he was a stud
3: at that. Yeah, he was a He was a funny story because he I remember he came in and he like he like judo flipped the first guy he, but tried to bull rush him on his head. Really, he I was gotta, yeah, and then he was, like, he was bench pressing, like, 500 pounds. Yeah, he was joked. Yeah, uh, yeah he was, like, in, in the first day of the weight room, we are like, what the hell's going on? And he's like, yeah, I was four-time wrestling champ. And I go, I go, why why didn't you wrestle in college?
2: And he just looked at me flat. He's like, no money in it. I was like, all right, <laughs> man. <good> to, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I no, tell yeah. you. I love Lyman, man. I love you guys. You guys are the smartest guys on the field, man. Love it. Love it. And then you're big and got that griminess about you. So, speaking of griminess, so we get into Twitch Warfare. Yeah, here we go on on my block. And I know you can't wait to talk about this because I know when I saw okay. it, I was ben, I don't care
3: the game the score of the game. I'm happy. <laughs> that center Bradbury with that. catch. Yes. First of all, that was that was easily the most athletic play in the game. Easy. He, he was on a knee blocking. Saw that came over, caught that thing at damn near his ankles and just started toting. Right. He was yes. like, oh, he was gone. What do you get? 15 yards. Led 16 to yards. 16 Bro, that is yards. The, that was the play. That might be the play. It's definitely the play of his year. I guarantee, no matter he yes. didn't do a single thing the rest of the year, that was cool. as that so? No. He wins the day. I know there's other catches in other games. Like, that was the catch of the day. If that's not Sports Center top 10, like,
2: it has to go be. ahead and
3: you can just go ahead and cancel my subscription.
2: It's got to be in the top 10. It has to be. But definitely, I watched it several times. Definitely caught the ball at the ankles. It's almost that, uh, Franco Harris type of look immaculate reception Immaculate too. reception type of material unfortunately it, it wasn't going to go to no win or anything but it was one hell of a play that's why i said tote city he got that thing and was toting it high and tight everything i loved it i was like yeah i was like oh you yeah. know
3: when we talk about like bigger picture though when you get into like transport for we're talking about offensive defensive alignment i mean yeah the vikings especially the depleted vikings they do not they have no pass rush um they have guys inside yes. that that catch. Sheldon Richardson's a good player. He's but he's playing. He's kind of playing a little bit out of position outside of right defensive end yesterday, playing
2: against mm-hmm. uh, Josh. But yeah, he did get a, a he, little push in to get a sack. Yeah, he,
3: yeah, he had. Yeah, he, he he actually had a really good game. Uh, he played mm-hmm. well. But you see the rest of those guys inside. I mean, it's a real issue if you can't rush the passer, and, and when when teams are willing to go, uh, you know, just drop back with five or drop back mm-hmm. with six, it's a real issue. And the other thing is. These games now are kind of difficult for old guys to watch because they're always in six in the box, if not five. Right. Unless Minnesota, we load right? up and put bring everybody in, there are always six five or six in the box. And so you're getting this, you're getting movement with these double teams. It's just like it's so easy to run the ball mm-hmm. that we it I don't, it's it's kind of hard for us to even judge like whether or not the teams are doing a good job. You almost start gotta gotta gotta, gotta to kind of start looking at the single blocks and say are we mm-hmm. need in movement um we do a good job of getting on doubles we've been talking about that all year and when you're getting getting your doubles and you have a downhill runner like dylan you're going to fall forward for a bunch of yards regardless if you get off on those backers i think again you know jrj did a really good job of of trying to finish yesterday Mm -hmm. we get in a little bit schematically we kind of we get into that sideways old alex gibbs outside zone Mm -hmm. and then we have a cutback or, or just a, a single cut downhill and that like Kendrick's, those kind of backers can kind of backdoor us and make plays at the line of scrimmage. That yep. happened a handful of times last night where yes, it did. we might look at it and go, Oh, they didn't do a good job. It's like, no, they're With just the cut doing the rules. Yeah. the ru- right. they're, they're getting beat by rules instead of just maybe making that adjustment. And that's one thing I think that as you get older, as that team gets more experience, there was a play very specifically, we're running, He's running a downhill play, but the the motion for the offensive line is an outside zone to the right, and so you see um, you see Royce kind of instead of taking the two eye and moving him back, they step to the uh, he steps to the five. Mm-hmm. Kendrick shoots, makes the play at the line of scrimmage, and he's like, and it makes and it looks like Patrick's not doing his job, but Patrick's he doing just, exactly what he's supposed to. Right. You no, know, you just can't react in time because you got people running. Anytime your chest gets pointed towards the sideline, there's really no coming back, is there?
2: No, no, it's tough to do that in the trenches right there because it's a lot of fast hitting going on, and then the run fencer has to have instantly for the runners to see the see where the blocks are to make their cuts to get into the gaps.
3: Yeah, so. but if you, and if you see like we're running in the eight, listen, you know this as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. If an offensive line and a running back are running in the a gaps, the other team is either they're either just not very good or they just give Right, it. like. That is that should be the hardest place to run the ball. It should and be right. It should be the hardest place to run the ball, and I felt like in the second half, especially, it's all you could eat. I mean, just yeah, well, hand the ball off; he's going to fall forward for four or five yards. We well, had two he, touchdowns right there. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, so it's it's just again, it's great to see Aaron Jones getting those outside plays. Like, you, but you know, you take yeah. away those two big those two big runs, his That's numbers don't has. really look as good. Yeah, but yeah. but you got to count those runs because they happened, right? But you want to find some, mm-hmm. again, these is kind of the questions going to the playoffs. Like, are we going to be able to consistently run the ball against a great front? It's like those little, like those, little, or are we going to just be able to keep them honest and, and fall forward? Are we going to have a good, are we going to be able to keep that combination of Aaron Jones and, and <clears throat> excuse me, and AJ Dillon? Are we going to be able to do that cons- effectively enough to keep those defensive linemen honest so we can say, keep them off of, of Rodgers? Because we're not going to, like, we're not going to get four out of five starters back for the, this playoff run. right? No. We might get one. We might get two. We're not getting four or five. so
2: Right. So just, it's just things we got to think about. Yeah, you got to think about it in the long run because you want that combination to continue to be successful because, obviously, it keeps the whole balance of the offense there. You know, running, like we mentioned, with those tight end screens to DeGoria up the middle and out to the outside, the short screens, short pass screens to the outside to Devontae and the two wide receivers set. You want those because all that stuff works together for a reason. And if one of them is off, then then the offense is going to be a little bit tough to run, especially with a playoff team. But a guy um, like you hear on that uh, you have that you hear here on uh, Trench Warfare, uh, Preston Smith doing really good, yeah. you know, getting I say plan doing a little bit more than what his position is asking to do right now at the moment.
3: Yeah, I just love the – I love the way they use those guys. And you see even the first play of the game, yeah, I see a little bit out of position when you you have him as a stand-up guy who's trying to cover a tight end in the flat. Yeah. It's probably not what he's built to do. But yeah. 19 times out of 20, this guy is doing his job and doing it well. Um, he's such a good run player. He's such, an, he's such an underrated run player as far as I think what the public thinks of him as. He, right. he is so stout at the point of attack, especially a tight end can't block him. A running back can't really block him. Say yeah. what happened yesterday like I would be <clears throat> I would be incredibly pissed off if I was playing tackle against Gary or Preston Smith right and they wouldn't got a sack on me because or on my side because I hadn't blocked with a tight end or a running back. It's like are you yeah. crazy? Right and that it's, happened. Like, yeah, it, ha- it happens happens <laughs> in the game and I'd be, I be those are those those are the situations where again you go like are we being smart with the decisions we're making from a play calling standpoint to put our running back or our tight end in, in a position where they should be able to block Sean Gary or Preston Smith during the game. Like, yeah. call that play when a backup's in. You know what I'm saying? If I'm a right. Minnesota Vikings, like you know, that's almost insulting. And it is. They're doing. They're doing. Kenny Clark is deservedly getting so much attention now inside, and now they are shifting a tight end or a running back every single play in the in passing situations to either Preston or Sean Gary. They're just basically picking like, hey, just our first round draft pick. Uh, on the left tackle side, does he need help every single play, or can we help our, our our team captain on the right side? Like it was, right. it was just a, it's a weird deal. I haven't watched enough Vikings to know if they're doing that every game. So, is it seventy-one over on the left tackle? Yeah. I know he's a young player, but you can tell, like Minnesota Vikings fans, if you're listening to this, if you watch his pass sets, I don't care what round he was picked in. If you watch the way his footwork is, if you don't get him fixed, you are going to have problems for the next five yeah. six years as long as yeah. you keep him. Yeah. His pass sets do not make any sense. His footwork is not good, and it's going to cause problems.
2: Yeah, because I saw what you mentioned, um, uh, I say a, a switch off where all of a sudden that running back was on Gary. I was like, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> and it happened like mm-hmm. almost mid snap. And it wasn't designed ET. It was It was just he was straight rushing. They both were. Kenny was there. And I think, you know what? Kenny did deke. He kind of faked out the tackle a little bit and then went into the guard. And then that's where the switch happened because then the running back was on Gary, and then the tackle was on um, um on somebody I think it was on uh, Kenny. I think he went to Kenny because he's because Kenny kind of you know you know mm-hmm. showed in front of him and went out in in that um, in that setting. I, I, so yeah, for,
3: for for my money, like here's what happens, right? You you straight rush guys until they prove they can you can they can stop you, yeah. Because there's no reason we to run them. games otherwise, right? Now, if you start bringing in Amon Green to chip off the edge or Bubba Franks to chip off the edge, right now you start running games because that takes away the initial rush anyway. So you might as well try to run some pick stunts. Yeah. Okay. But you don't, but for a lot of these teams, what, what I start seeing is like, why, why? We don't even need to really run a lot of these games. Like you usually see when they get home, they get home off of somebody wins initially, they get a hand, the quarterback has to step up, and then the, the yep. pocket gets demolished. Right. Like usually how we win is we want to, we win a 1v1, like technique beats technique, mm-hmm. and we win and then somebody else cleans <clears> up the mess, right? Or it's like like Preston got a sack yesterday, and he could have had a lot of them, and he had a lot of pressures. But the right. sack that he did get, he kind of stood up and watched and then ran around and just made the play as the guy collapsed. It's kind of what we're talking about, right? Because getting yep. flushed him out of the pocket on the other side. So we don't really – like we're good enough. We've been talking about it all year. Like you can play two show because you get home with four. And as long as we can mm-hmm. continue to pressure the pocket, especially with Kenny Clark in the middle, Dean Lowry does such a good job of pressing the pocket when he's singled up like totally underrated player this year as far as how many times he's putting a guard in the quarterback's lap where guards can get rid of the ball or not. Like there's just so many positives right now with that, with that group. And they just yep. seem like they're playing for each other. They congratulate each other when they get sacks. Like it's, there's, it just, it looks and feels like they have, they must have a really good room and it's fun to watch.
2: Yeah. A really good room. And you know, they got the games and, and I'll say they got the games won, and then to go eight, no at home as a team, you know, that's impressive and that's hard to do um in, in current football today to go eight at home. I saw that stat you know before the game ended. And then for the Minnesota Vikings, I, I believe that's what you're referring to here as a team defeated. Um, because like I said, pre-game and finding out Kirk Cousins and now offensively, I just like there's gonna be not much offense um going on here. So having that uh <clears throat> seeing that pre-snap or pregame, that was something in my in the back of my head.
3: Yeah. it's And it's like, we've all been there, man. It's, it's sometimes you're a professional athlete. You want to put out a good product. Sometimes, yeah. you know, that especially you get down 30 to 10 or whatever, then I mean, it, it's just, you just go like, Oh God, this is terrible. And, but you know, you still got, Hey, look, my wall's still on the back of my Jersey green's still on the back of your Jersey. Right. right? You yeah, got to show, but not everybody feels that way. Right. A lot of people yep. want to just pack and It only takes one or two guys to pack it in. And it just turns into kind of, Body
2: language central, right? Yep.
3: We're yep. Cre- we're cre- we're social creatures. If, if your body language is bad, at some level, you're bringing me down too. It's just how it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, but yeah, it was like, you know, I'm watching this game. I'm watching, you know, a few college football bowl games, and when you look at the score, even and then some of the pro scores that were blowouts, it's like, look, man, hey, I I got a thing called pride that, like you said, the name is on my back. It doesn't. And then that name and then the color of that uniform and that that logo on the helmet. um, There's an organization. It's a city. There's people that I got to, you know, some people I got to actually answer to Mm -hmm. and be like, no, I'm you know what? I'm playing 100 percent every down, regardless what that scoreboard says. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember my brother first, you know, the whole, you know, taught me right away when I was a kid, his high school team. I, I went to the same high school, Omaha Central High School. He said, when we played. And the teams that we most likely we, we knew palms up we probably going to lose this game. But you know what? We're going to be we're going to hit them every down. So when they when that when they walk off that game that field Friday night, they're going to be like that's the that's the toughest win we got. Mm-hmm. Central High School just kicked our butt, but we won. We was going he's like we hit them we we'll hit we'll hit you literally every play because we're like we like look if anything we, if we don't have the talent for this game, you know what? We we got the the aggression to out hit you. And so that's that's where I, I got that in me. I- I feel like
3: all I feel like all good good uh, high school football teams are from Central. You ever notice
2: that? <laughs> yeah, Omaha. Central. I, I went.
3: Hey, just so to put it in perspective, I went to Rim of the World.
2: So, Jesus. <laughs> like, oh man, I love I love you, Mike. You're hilarious. I love it. I love it. All right, so we got done with that trench warfare. Off to get off my line. Get my line. I'm a piggyback. I saw this stuff like the first one right off the bat. I'm Yo, with man. you 100% with okay. this one. I'll let you just serve it AG. all, serve it all. We're, So we're throwing my dad
3: like a birthday party last night. My kids are making pizza. We're drinking right. a little bit, playing dominoes, everything. And I turn on the game and I'm like, after literally like two, three minutes, I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not listening to Chris Collins' work tonight. And I put it on the Spanish, whatever, you know, whatever the this Universal NBC's Spanish affiliate is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the hell. I don't speak a lick of Spanish. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of that game. It was so entertaining to watch the game and just hear the ent- because you whoever's ever listened to like Spanish soccer, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter I, what I they're saying, man. The enthusiasm with what they're saying, you know exactly. exactly what's going on, right? Yep. It was so, it was so refreshing to watch a game where there was just. A general enthusiasm about everything that was happening. Everything was positive. It wasn't. Yep. I know it all. It was. Oh, I just enjoyed the hell of it. I highly recommend if anybody wants to just have a change of pace and doesn't. And you just look at the commentator for the game and you're like, I do not want to listen to Joe Buck tell the same story, whatever it is again.
2: Yeah. Go yep. go check out the Spanish speaking channel, man. It's the best. Do thing. that. Do that. You sound like my dad. The guy his So my dad did the same thing when we were playing during our playing days. He would just mute it. He would hit the mute button. He's like, I can't take it. He's, mm-hmm. like, I'm hearing these guys talking about y'all and the offense and what Brent's not doing and what you're not doing with the old line. He's like, nope. He's like, B-. and my dad was an old lineman, like like I mentioned earlier. He, was he just, knows what he's looking at. Yeah, he boom. I'm, I he said like, that's what he do. He just put him on. And then I, I, was, I was, have I met Chris Collinworth. I don't know, but. Like I said, I'm saying thing. I'm like, oh, he's saying stuff just for dead air. Like, obviously, TV, you don't dead want that dead air going on. But he just says the interesting most – I think – It's a it's hard job. Out.
3: It's a really, really hard it, job. I get like, that. You know, yes. I, I, yeah, I understand really, and We really do really hard it. Job. what we do. It's, it's, it's like uh, – there's just – it's always funny. There's guys who um, – there's guys who, like, take pride in – in trashing their like their position. Yes. You know? And I always I, it, it's just tough. It, it, it's a tough it's a tough gig, but sometimes if you want to break, go check
2: out the Spanish channel. It's all in Go yeah, take a break. Yeah. It's a, it's okay not to say something. You know? It's okay not to say anything. All right, so we going now to the Jacks, the Jets, the Texans, the Lions, and I throw in the Giants too because they ain't going to be in all in the top 6. Yeah, of the NFL draft coming here in a couple months. Here, so
3: so the, all the teams you just named, and by the way, the Joe Judge yesterday with the clown I saw show that one. comment.
2: Yep, I watched that. Listen,
3: man, like you should have, ne- and you're the head coach of the New York Football Giants. You're, you know, you're you're in the you're in the big city. You're you're on the stage. You should never, when you're a bad team has won like a handful of games, yeah, use really. a sentence that has the word "clown show" in it. When you are actually look like a clown show. But right. here's the thing. Here, here's my point. Right? You look at the Jets, Jags, Texans, Lions, Giants. Correct. They have hired and fired. The Giants I left out because they won Super Bowls about ten years ago. Got, Got it. it. Okay. But I understand where you're going with this because in the last, the last, I don't know, three coaches, same thing. You have hired and fired rising stars in this league, veteran coaches in this league, general managers who, by by all indications, know what they're talking about. And and it's just a continual onslaught of poor play, mismanagement, bad commentary coming out of the press Uh, conferences, pointing fingers. It's always bad. And like the media, we don't have a choice but to talk about the players, talk about the coaches, the general managers. Dude, it's the owners. It's the owners. It's the culture at the top, it's the head of the snake. Yep. Robert go Kraft bought Robert Kraft bought the Patriots in 1994. It wasn't an overnight success, but no. Parcells did give him to the Super Bowl versus the Green Bay Packers, yeah, like years, what two right. years later. Yep. Okay. Yep. They've been winning for the last I don't know twenty of the last thirty years, twenty last twenty five years, years been, yeah, been pretty damn good, game. right? Very good. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, they had Bill Belichick. Yeah, they had. But somebody has to make those decisions. Like somebody is hiring these people. Yeah. Like if, he, if, if, if somebody is, if it's obvious that somebody is not, Chad Khan is like an incredible success story. Like I read his whole bio, like incredible Who's success that? story. Chad Khan, the guy who owns the Jaguars.
2: Gotcha. Oh yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. Seems like a very likable human being. How could you hire that man to be, to run your organization? Like how could you hire that guy? And who, who like, who are you listening to? And you have these billionaires that are clearly more successful than I am. But I can't figure out how they make. The, it's like it, that would be like I know a lot about football, but that'd be like me going into I don't know a paint manufacturing and be like, ah, I guess I know what I'm doing now. It just right. it's crazy to me that we have we just don't turn around and go let's just let's just call this what it is instead of excoriating these these people who are working their asses off to build a good product. Every one right. of those people, whether you like it or not, are trying to build a good product. Except for maybe your admirer. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but everybody else trying to build a good product, especially exactly. the players. And it's like, man, you got to pay attention. Like, get off my lawn with this stuff. If you're going to point figures at anybody, point in the person who's doing the hiring.
2: Right. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i like, for for myself and knowing teammates, and you probably know a few that were uh, that were Lions, um, I myself was a Texan for two years back in 07 and 08, and I could definitely agree to that point and to where it started at the top, where I was there for two years. Not even, you know, I was there for two years, but within the first month before the season started, I was seeing red flags all over the place and you know, it was a place, you know, full disclosure, I did not want to be, you know, some of my agent kind of, I say, lullaby me into signing and I was like, what? No, I went out of here right away um, instantly. And because I saw the problems, you know, it wasn't, you know, wasn't about a team the culture was upside down. They didn't have a culture. I'll just say that down in Texas. Um, didn't have a culture. But, um, and uh, from the, like I said, from the leadership all the way down from so ownership, GM and coaches. Yeah, it just, to us as players, the players are just, you know, trying to wander around, figure out what, what, what you know, what their what their whole being is there. And so myself coming in and Mike Flanagan was down there with me, Kevin Berry. Mm-hmm. And we all three saw it, it like we, we all said, what the hell, is, where, where are we at right now? Um, And we still and that was 07, you know, that's 08 and it's 2022 now. And the Texans still have the same problem. Um, uh, the Lions, the Ford family, still have the same problems with with this is one percent talent they have coming in the building, playing football, throwing the ball around, making tackles that obviously they feel that they're doing something right, they're not gonna change it. But we, as you see for the result for season over season, they're in the top five, top six, top ten drafting um players every year. And it's like you won't wanna be there unless you had like season ending injuries for all your starters or something. That's the only reason. That you would want to be in the top 10 you know put me in the 15 and below that means we're in the playoffs we just had a couple games here and there that we just missed out but don't let the the people like you said prime example going into a paint factory and you can't you don't know nothing about paint so let the guys that know football coach and play football you handle the business part as an owner to make sure the business side of it is successful, and then everything come around, and that's what you know a guy like Dave Kraft and other organizations, you know, you know, that had done to be successful and win Super Bowls and have good players. So, all right, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl voting. Now okay, I know so, there's so many different things going on there. Yeah, so you know, what? so
3: so so John John Madden passed away uh, yep. this this last week, and one of the things that I think when we were playing the All Madden team was a big deal. Yeah, it was huge, and um, I think. For a lot of players, you know, listen, John John Madden was you know called certain games and had favorite players and everything. But for a lot of players, I think we would look at that and go, I probably trust John Madden's opinion over some of the guys that are making the the, the Pro Bowl decisions, right? Yeah. And I just keep I, I started looking down the names because I just get bored, and I, I you look at like the the some of the people that made it this year. Orlando Brown makes it. Orlando exactly Brown right. has not had it. He was a tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. He went over right. to the Rams. Like yeah. he, he, he's he's not a, a, a Pro Bowl tackle this year. I don't. I think he would probably tell you that, oh. right? You, have, you I mean, you just you start going down this list. with guys that are making a reputation. Guys are making because they're in markets. Guys are making because they have Twitter followers. And I just started thinking, like, why don't right. we just do this instead of instead of having this fan vote for Pro Bowl, or, or maybe more importantly, instead of tying anything important to it. Why don't you have that? You know that NFL top 100 list where the players have to vote?
2: Yeah, on NFL Network. Yes. Yeah.
3: Why? Why don't we just do that? Why doesn't that just be the big thing? Why don't we have that be the big reveal, right? Whether and maybe you have to slot it in where you got to have X amount of players in every position. I don't know, but it just it just doesn't. Every year we go through this, and then you know it's 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 such a media driven thing where you go. all right. Well, the fans voted for these players. Here are the snubs. Here are the guy. Blah blah blah. This, and it, it creates this whole. I understand it creates a talking point, and we're talking about it right now. But mm-hmm. we've also we've been on the other side of it, where it's like, how is that guy in with a season? He was, you know, I, I remember. I think I, I was a I was a, a first alternate like three or four years. Right. And you see guys getting in, you'd be like, "Are you serious?" There'd be a guy who's like missed half the year with injury. But he's getting fan voted in. He's like, man, how is that happening? And so for us, it's a little more personal. So you just look at it. Yeah, because we're in the thick of it. Yeah, I would would take um, a lot more pride in it, I think, if we knew that the voting was based on merit. And I don't know exactly how to do that because you can start saying, well, the players aren't going to watch every game either. But players talk. We know who's good. We know who's not. And it's not necessarily who's on a good team. It's actually
2: who's good. Exactly. I mean, between – like you said, the mayor side, I'm 100% on board with that. I mean, and for a player standpoint, if you haven't played against a guy, it doesn't take much to Google him now, mm-hmm. look at his stats. Or you got teammates on other teams that you played with in college, maybe high school level. They say, hey, it's so-and-so, you know, I see him, and he's a potential pro bowler, you know, oh, he's a dog. You know, you'll know right away. Your teammate will say, if you play with him, in, oh, yeah, he's a dog. Oh no, he ain't got it. You know, do you I remember no when Tommy, I remember when
3: Tommy Harris played his first game against us when he was the Bears. Yeah. It was him and tank. Remember they had just two guys first round, yep. third round pick and the bears sucked. But I remember like Tommy Harris came, I came out of the game and Marco and I were like, Oh shoot. He's going to be, he's going to be really good. Cause we remember this is back when we had John Warren, we had all these, yep. you know, stud players in the NFC North and, uh, Luther, uh, Sean, Sean, uh, uh, what's his Luther name? Luther Ellis
2: of Detroit, yeah, and, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, it, 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 big Sean over there too, uh, and we just went, oh shoot, is really, like this kid's this gonna, gonna be, be a problem. Really, yeah, he's gonna be really good, man, <laughs> and he was. So we know, we know. Like, like, like to your point. So, yeah,
2: we, so here's my last one, Ag. Okay.
3: We have Roger Goodell and we have all his safety committees and his competition committees. And I, you know, I, maybe there's players and coaches. I don't, you know, I don't know where they're getting the information that they're making these rules, but right. I just wrote down a couple of rules. I want you to, I want you to tell me, maybe it's in your mind, maybe it's not on the list, which two or three of these rules you're like, this has to end. Now we have our new taunting rule. We have, yeah. Are going low on quarterback rule, which means if I get thrown into the legs of a quarterback, it's a it's a 15 yard penalty, automatic first down. We have our targeting rule, which means that if a, if a receiver catches a ball and ducks, I'm going to no matter what happens get, get a penalty unless I try to break his knees or his ankles. We have the tuck rule we have the celebration rule that isn't directed towards the NFL's own camera where they can take like the NFTs and all that and, 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 like like mark <laughs> right. that for their own you can go team. to the
2: end zone and they all do right. their little coordinated dance right right we have we have uh, wow.
3: we have hold we have holding calls on quarterbacks leaving the pocket which happened like 12 times yesterday
2: yeah and, and, and then we and have the, the fact game. that
3: we yeah and then we have the fact that we can't review what are obvious blown calls? So, which one of those? Which which ones of those? Like, if we can just let's just get rid of one or two of them right now and make the world a
2: better place. What do you think? Uh, let's start with the taunting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, I think that's an easy one. Yeah, that's an easy one. Take that out. Um, I say the celebration. Take that out. That's just wasting time. And I say going low on quarterbacks, especially if you're thrown into – the right. I mean, you you as a referee, you're obviously well-trained, you know, and some of them might be former players. So you could tell the difference other than obviously you don't see it when it happens, but you get to watch the replay. You know, and this then goes into reviewing the film, reviewing stuff, reviewing anything. It's like you should be able to – once you see the replay, you could tell clearly he was thrown into the quarterback's knee or knee area you know, mm-hmm. not just hitting on his knee, but that area. Um, so, yeah, they take those out of there. And then, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, and then I'll probably throw one more in there, probably the targeting, because it's like they aren't really making a clear distinction of what exactly it is. Because I understand what they're trying to do, they're trying to protect us, but then they're calling targeting when it's obviously not targeting. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wait, and, wait. And you what is the enemy area? running back,
3: and you as a running back can lower your head to you get a first down, and yeah, you I can, get can drop a targeting call and you can right. get a targeting call. Right. It doesn't make any sense. It makes yeah. I mean listen. It's it's so funny cuz cuz we are the best reality TV show that there's there is going. Movie comes out, a couple, you know, a couple the concussion movie comes out. We have some new studies and what do they do? They go full pendulum swing over to this side. We got blown knees, blown ankles and then they come up with studies and say, "Oh, people really aren't getting hurt that much." with the concussion things way better and you got every single player in the here's what happens here's what happens because every single receiver in leagues like you can go ahead and take my head off don't hit my knee every single one of them right right every single one of them said the same thing. everything
2: every yes every player
3: every yeah you're (laughs) right every player I'll take a head ding that's fine please do not blow my knee out because I know I'm done but if you go back and say listen if you run your guy across the middle and throw the ball high, I'm going to knock his block off. Guess what's going to happen? You're not going to throw that pass anymore. You're just going to have to go back to the way it used to be. And mm-hmm. it's not like like Tom Brady said at the beginning of the season. The defense is getting punished for bad quarterback play or bad offensive scheme because Correct. we're allowing people to do things and just say, oh, they won't hit you or it's not going to hurt that bad or they're just going to go low on you because they can't take your block off because of a penalty. So we throw people into bad positions. And so all that's gonna happen is you're gonna have increased. If you change the rule back, you're gonna have an increased level of performance from the offensive staff from the quarterback because they're not gonna throw you in a position where you can get your block off.
2: Exactly, Mondo. You know, so you gotta figure it out. They gotta figure it out. So we wanna move on. So that is get off my line. We aired it out there. So we so we'll take this to around the league here. Because we played his games. It wasn't a game to be a player. Yeah, again. I agree with <laughs> you. So well, let's, let's, move to, yeah. let's move on to around the league. So we got like I say it was some blowouts. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, some blowouts like the Bears. <laughs> they played the Giants, like we mentioned.
0: But not, a beat, they, yeah, not, not a clown show. Yeah, not a clown
2: show. Not a clown show. 29 to 3. And it just tells me if they got a little offense, this defense could play. I mean, we know this. It's attrition. You mean, time over time you got these teams that got great defenses, Minnesota, great, you know, great offense or similar or subpar offenses, um, Chicago, but then they're on the field. The defense is on the field 80% of the time. That's not a good recipe. So they uh, get, they find some, something in Dalton. He's back on the field. He was the quarterback for the team. They win in, uh, in Chicago, um, 29 to three. And you got the Eagles squeaking it out against the Washington football team, 20 to 16, in um in andover um out there i think West, the eagles uh, are a tough out if they go
3: to the playoffs man i'll yeah. say it right now the eagles are good they have a good defense and you can run the ball and you can if you can run the ball you
2: got a chance and they have some receivers they got some they got a yeah. little bit of pass game too and then out in San Francisco the Texans they started up early on the 49ers but the 49ers came back to win 23 to seven with Trey Lance running the team because I think was a Garoppolo out with a calf strain or something like yep. that. Leg injury and then, uh, Elton Seattle Russell Wilson and maybe doing his swan song. That's how some of the commentators were putting it. Uh, he had a big game and the lead, I say the Seahawks, big team game overall 51 to 29 over the Lions. Who the Packers have next week. And then the Falcons the game started off, I say even, but then the, Bull, the uh, Buffalo Bills pulled away 29 to 15 in. Um, Buffalo
3: I thought they'd be a lot better team this year.
2: Yeah, they got. I mean, obviously, every team has the talent. Um, it's yeah, just, it's just, you know, they got a quarterback. Thought,
3: I, I actually, I thought that coach of all the coaching hires, I, I felt good about that coach, and he might Arthur Smith, and he he still might be. Yeah, they might win him, you know ten Super Bowls, but God, right. they just don't look like they. And I might be, it, it could very easily be Matt Ryan. It Very easily could be Matt Ryan, it but could it be just that. doesn't look right when you watch them play. It just doesn't look right.
2: Yeah, they're just making you know making mistakes and obviously not taking advantage. Of uh, defense and, and turnovers when they get them, and then a, a tight game uh, in the AFC, and it's a playoff, two playoff contending teams, the Bengals and the Chiefs. One hell of a game. I watched that one. Um, Joe Burrow yeah. is is a gamer. He's a gamer, you know. He and then Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase the best player on that field, though, right? God. I mean, he catches the slant route. Mike makes two moves and just mm. says, "I see you all on the end zone." He outran four Kansas City DBs. I mean just totally just ran from him. I mean, he was even they were even with him. When he caught the ball, they were right there they could have tackled him. He made two steps to what? make space and just was gone. What the
3: What in God's green earth are you doing on 3rd and 27 running zero blitz and leaving the guy yeah. who's burned you for three touchdowns leaving him one on one. And then and that then, that then that the Bengals try to lose the damn game right going to go by like, they, got they got they two penalties my... to bail them out, and I'll tell you that hands in the face, that hands in the face does not get called every play. It was a hands no. to the face. Right. Just, they got bailed out. They got that was, flat bailed out. That was a, t- I, I, I that was unthinkable. And they two quarterback sneaks. Speaking right. of quarterback, we'll get into the Jets game, but two quarterback sneaks. Joe Mixon's there. Like, can I get the ball, please? Right. I right. mean, the He's whole that, old old that, was back, right? Right. that was an insane sequence. It was an insane
2: sequence. They almost they don't give it to the Pro Bowl running back and almost lose your quarterback on the quarterback sneak because he gets yeah. his knees you know, stepped on or something uh, with this knee brace on there. So yeah, it was interesting. You know, young coaching staff, but they were able to get it. You know, the uh, go big red Zach Taylor yeah, talent. It, uh, talent, or, takes, talent hides a lot of problems. Exactly, exactly. I I definitely agree with that. And uh, you find out the hard way sometimes later. And then you go down to into the AFC South. Uh, in Tennessee, the Dolphins come in and get beat up by the, the Titans 34 to 3. And the Raiders somehow beat the Colts. Yeah, I didn't I saw game. highlights. I didn't see the whole game, but the Raiders go to Indianapolis and get the win 23 to 20. I'm like scratching my head on that one for sure. Cause I'm like so the Colts beat what the Patriots? Yeah, they beat Raider- the Buccaneers. Or they beat the Cardinals and the Bucks, I believe. Right?
3: Raiders are Jekyll and Hyde, though. When boy yeah, yeah. is healthy and they have him and Mason Crosby playing, like their defense is, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's they're difficult to play against. And Carson, like you, you are not going to sell me on Carson Wentz being a championship level quarterback until until he is. I mean, until it you're happens, right? Yeah, you are just not. I mean, there's just there's there's something there that you just go, man. If he gets heated up a little bit, it's a problem. Right, right. Can, I think he plays. I think he's one of those guys where things have to be going pretty well for him to play an error-free game. True,
2: true. And I mean, I mean that's a player's point of view because until he does it, I can't give it to him. And I'm not, you know, I respect his game, but I'm not going to just say, "Oh, he's the best at doing this." So right now, until he does that, You got to figure it out. Um, he has one hell of a running back, though, in Jonathan Taylor. Well, yeah, you know? he does. Oh uh, man, he's a dog. So uh, go on to AFC. The East team versus the AFC South team, Jaguars, beat up. Yeah, no win. 50 to 10. (laughs) to the Patriots. The beat down there. And then the game with the shenanigans going on, Buccaneers at the Jets, where, again, the game where the Jets are on top most of the game, and Tom Brady does Tom Brady. And even though with the distraction, unfortunate that we're going to talk about here right now, uh, the Bucks win 28 to 24. But, Mike, we got AJ. We got AB. You know, doing what he did is just for me. So I'll let you start it off. Yeah,
3: here's it. Well, first of all, it's fourth and two. to Jets can ice the game, and they run an end around, but they don't tell. And 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 Salah did a good job after the game, just going like, "This is on the coaching staff." He's out. He's angry at Lafleur for uh, for not being very specific, which you don't think nobody would think that you'd have to. Hey, it's fourth and two. You're not going to do a quarterback draw, right, or a quarterback sneak. It's fourth and two. You're not doing a quarterback sneak, right? We're going to do the end around the play that we called. We're going to run the play that we called. We're not for the fourteenth time. It's fourth and two. You're not doing a quarterback sneak, right? Because that's that was the whole game right there. Now the the thing with AB. It's, it's very it's sad to me. It, it is. I, I'm I just agree. being honest. It's because sad. It's, it's I sad. think he is one of the most talented guys that we've seen. And because he's talented, I don't know how he was raised. I don't know if he has any, you know, associative issues, mental mm-hmm. disorders. Okay. It seems like like one thing I know for sure, just because I know guys that have played with him, mm-hmm. when he's on the field, it's go time. He, there's yeah. nobody that works harder than that guy. Yeah. So we love that. But he, players, to yes. me, he must have some sort of, there must be some sort of mental health. You know, he needs so, to talk to somebody. He, he has and to, you to just talk to don't, somebody. You, you just don't have these kind of deals. And with players that have talent, they always get second chances. We know that that's a fact of life. That's a fact sure. in any, not in sports and literally in, that's, a, that's, business, that's something right. that can help that's you. You're going to always justify giving the guy a second chance. And, and he has been uh, allowed to act a certain way over the course of his entire career because he has that talent. I bet you he's a, t- I bet you he's a great conversation you know, he's yeah. he. I, I bet she. I bet she. Loved, I bet she lights up a room. Yeah. You know, he. I, he's one of those guys. He just comes off as one of those guys. But it's just sad that you see a guy that fall from grace is like it's just. You just want to. You just want to go out. And just like, man, let's make sure he gets some help. Yeah. Not even care about the bucks or you know. I don't even care. But like, you just yeah, want the I mean, guy man, to get some help.
2: Yeah, I just want. To, yeah, I just want to make sure somebody. You know, he or if he if he doesn't do it himself, but somebody close to him to you know whatever his. If it's his friends, if it's close family members, say, hey, we got to do this. We got to help you out here because that's a guy that obviously, for one, needs a hug because it's just, to me, to be in that situation and be given a shot last year to come to that roster because he has a connection with Tom and Bruce Aarons, who I know, I haven't met him personally for every player that's played with him, said he's one of the player coaches. He's solid. He's going to tell you like it is, but you're going to want to play for him. He's going to you know motivate you to do that. So. Knowing Bruce Aaron's to have a guy where you basically are not in agreement with as a player, it's like, you know, it is something that on your end that you got to figure out. And hopefully he does, in terms of AP, figure out, you know, get whatever is fixed or broken within him by getting the help he needs mentally. Because that is to see that, you know, I'm looking at, I see, I watch a lot of movies. I remember one movie in particular, Joanna Man, where the, the, the basketball player gets kicked out of NBA. And when he gets kicked out of the he, he, the whole, in the the movie, he went completely new. So, but still here, taking off your jersey gloves and then tucking them into the stands. Yeah, that's just a sign of somebody that's basically asking for help and not in in a way, not actually literally asking for help, but they are asking for help there. So, um, the the fact, the wrap up around the league, we got the Rams uh, beat up on the Ravens 19 or 20 to 19 in Baltimore. And then the Chargers. Out in LA, be on a, a divisional rivalry, Broncos thirty-four to thirteen, and the Cards and uh, Cowboys go at it, but the the Cardinals are the victor there, twenty-five to twenty-two in Dallas. Kind of another heckle and jai playoff team, even though these are both playoff teams, but another similar to the Raiders heckle and jai team right there.
3: The 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 entire year, people have been talking about. Mike McCarthy is going to lose a game for the Dallas Cowboys, right? And they hope to sign in the playoffs. Everybody's yeah. been saying it since week one. Yep. Game management, something's going to happen. Yesterday it happened. It did. Yesterday it finally happened. And I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't know how Green, I don't know Mike McCarthy, but I don't know how I, Green Bay Packers feel about him or anything, you right. know, but, but you just go, and the look on his face when they, when they kept Kyle Murray in, brought the field goal kicker in. And he had to waste that timeout in this early in the second half, right? And so he no longer has the timeout that he needs to overturn a clear turnover yes. at the end of the game. Right so right they can right now right. they run the clock out on the next play. Kyle Murray gets the you know. So what I'm talking about is guy looks like he fumbles, but they can't review yep. it because they don't have any timeouts left. They don't have yep. any timeouts left because they squandered a timeout when the Arizona Cardinals ran their kicker on the field left Murray and went went into a spread formation. Determination comes in many forms, but always starts with the Dunkin' Run. So take your medium or larger coffee in one hand and grab a dollar donut in the other. No matter how you run, Dunkin' Run. A one-dollar donut with any medium or larger coffee. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,